Good evening, and welcome to another spooky episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I bid you welcome as your host, the man, the myth, the horror, the legend, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Oh man, I I I, I am so excited for this one because uh, I, I got a move. I got a good movie to talk about, but this time around, I'm not doing this alone. For the first time since episode 100, I'm going to do a collaboration. For those of you who have listened to Kodo Cinema before, uh, I have brought I brought people on board. But apparently, ever since episode 100, episode 100 was my last episode to ever bring people on board. Ever since episode 100, and for over a year already, I am bringing I am doing a collaboration, and I'm going to do it with a friend of mine from Eastern Illinois University. He's been on this podcast multiple times, and he's, he also has his, his very own podcast as well. So let me introduce to DJ Apollo himself, Christian Taylor. Christian, welcome back to Kodo Cinema. I know, man, dude. I have missed this so much. Like, I just want to say personally, thank you for the invite. Like, you couldn't have picked a better time to do this because I was tr- I was looking for something really exciting to do. So getting to enter the podcast world again is always a pleasure. So thank you for giving me this amazing opportunity. And I am very excited to talk about today's movie. Now, with it being October, my buddy Kodo Man here could not have picked a better movie to review. Like this movie... It's one of my faves. It's funny is I literally watched the movie right before we we record we started recording. So mm-hmm. I have actually I, I literally made notes. That's how much this this movie means to me. So <laughs> so what movie will we be covering today? We'll be covering uh, Army of Darkness, and this is from the the dual collaboration of none other than Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell doing the third Evil Dead movie, Army of Darkness. Yeah, so this is very exciting. And just to clear out what we were talking earlier, so uh, Mark and I went to Eastern University together in uh, in Charleston, and he invited me on his show. Dude, I actually, not too long ago, like last year I think it was, I went back and counted like how many episodes you and I did together. I'm pretty sure I did almost 30 recordings with you or something. Yeah, I think Definitely so. I there. think so. It's been so long. It's been so long. And I remember the first recording that you and I did together, and that was uh, that was also during Kodo Cinema Horror Month, and that was uh, that was actually the end. That was actually the end of the month with uh, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that one. That was a fun. That was a fun one that we did, and then uh, and then we went on to do other episodes as well. Plus, Christian Taylor wasn't the only guest on board. We also had other people on board as well, like uh, Leah Pizinski, Marshall Mathers, and Drew Coffey, among other people as well. Oh yeah, yeah, man, we had we, we had so much fun that year. Um, when Mark had me on his show, he was a senior and I was a junior, mm-hmm. and he inspired me so much that my ne- the next year when I was a senior, I started up my own podcast which is called Tales of Music and Film. You can find it on Spotify and on the WEIU website. During my senior year at Eastern, I recorded 62 episodes, and I covered 
old school movies and records. Like I covered all kinds of stuff, but I noticed a, a good majority of what I covered was scary movies. Because horror is my favorite thing to talk about. It's my favorite genre of film. And it's and... awesome. It's awesome that you said that too, because I've listened to uh I've listened to your pod I've listened to your podcast and it's really good. In fact, um I can't really say which episode's my favorite out of out of all out of all the episodes. Well, I haven't gone through all the episodes, but I have went through a lot of episodes on, on your on your show, Christian, but but what it's worth, it is it is so good. But if I were to pick out my, um, let's say, let's just say top three. three. Um, let's say top three. It would be um, uh, Alien 3, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and uh, what else? Oh, Lost Boys. Well, that's awesome. Like, dude, I'm still blown away that... <laughs> My Kingdom of the Crystal Skull recording is still my highest viewed episode. C8 plays. And I don't understand why that one is the most famous. I don't know. May I mean, I uploaded it on Spotify like during the hype for Indy 5, Dial of Destiny. So I don't know if that played a part. I, I don't know. But in second place, uh, my second most viewed is Ant-Man 3, Quantumania. And that mm. has... Uh, that recording has like sixty something plays. Wow, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why I that mean, one got so popular either, but I don't uh, know. Ooh, that sounds scary. No, oh, that sounds scary too because um, Marvel. I'll tell you this: it's been because Marvel is doing like their multiverse thing with with their many of their projects now. And speaking of multiverse, um, I want to go back to uh, Sam Raimi for a sec because. We all know what Sam Raimi was doing back in 2022, right? Yeah, um, he, he directed his. This was his biggest movie. Like, he had a break. Like he didn't do anything like real big for a while, and then he was Marvel chose him to do uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Which, to tell you the truth, I thought it was a really good movie. I thought so too. I thought the movie itself. Now the movie itself did have its fair share of problems, especially behind the scenes. Hence the title of the film, Multiverse of Madness. Because I mean, hey, like, could we all agree? Could we all agree? The title alone says it all, especially for the production of the movie. Mm -hmm. Before we go any further, but yeah, Sam Raimi is one of my favorite directors. Like the movies that introduced me to him was this was his Spider-Man trilogy, starring Tony. That's it. That's that was my introduction. That was my introduction too because I didn't even know who Sam Raimi was because the first three Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire were were my were also my introduction to uh, not only Sam Raimi but also Spider-Man as well. And then uh, I know he directed. I know he also directed um, the. Um, the Wizard of Oz prequel, Oz, which which he directed as well. But now, let's. But now, where are he standing right now? Like he has done a lot of projects, and looking back at his early projects, like for example, the Evil Dead movies. Like he started with those films. Those were his early films that he start that that he started. Now, sure, yeah, there were probably a couple of other projects that he did before Evil Dead, but this is this is. This, but the Evil Dead films were basically the films that that kickstarted his uh, entire film career, especially for other actors as well, including Bruce Campbell. 
Yeah, like his first big movie was the first Evil Dead back in 1981, and then after that movie was a huge success. Like the the, the first Evil Dead was made on a budget of like three hundred thousand dollars or something. Like it was made with why, nothing. Why budget, and it it ended up being like one of the biggest horror movies ever made. It made millions at the box office. Like it was a huge success. And then uh, he went on to do some stuff for a while. But then in the mid-late 80s, his career, I think it started tanking a little bit. So to revive his career, I think, uh, him and Bruce ended up doing Evil Dead 2, which I think did better than the first one. Mm -hmm. And then years later, and Evil Dead 2 came out in 87, and Evil Dead 3 Army of Darkness, which we're covering today, came out in 1992. Yeah, 1992 was when uh, when uh, Army of Darkness. Well, I I want to say Evil Dead Three Army of Darkness, but the thing is, they went with uh, the thing is they went with Army of Darkness. That sounds like that sounds like an awesome title, but yeah, I just didn't is. think it. Was, I didn't I didn't think it was the third. I didn't I didn't think it was the third Evil Dead movie. Like how like why did they take out the Evil Dead title and just like put in Army of Darkness? Why is that? Uh, I honestly don't know, um, but they didn't plan on making sequels. Like Evil Dead, I think was supposed to be a one-time thing, but um, I'm glad they made the sequels. Like the Evil Dead trilogy, I think is amazing. Like they're some of the best like yeah. horror movie adventure films I've ever seen. Like they're the best and comedy movie. too. Like it, yeah, I, in the in the section or the topic of B movies, these movies are top quality for B movie material. Oh yes, because like you watch these movies now. Like I'll tell you this, and this is mostly from just like the whole film in general. It, it is basically your typical B movie. Like the first three Evil Dead movies, they're not to be meant to be taken serious. Sure, yeah, it they they do have scary elements, but they also have a sense of charm to it. Especially from yeah, especially from Sam Raimi and of course the man himself, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, Bruce is one of my favorite actors. I love that guy. Like I have my fingers crossed that I get to meet him someday. He's an awesome guy. Like he treats all of his fans like family. Like he like he loves playing Ash. I uh this I, I think this will this is like his number one role. It's like Harrison Ford with mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like, yes. This is like that one role that will define him for the rest of his career. There's a lot of actors out there or actresses who have like that one role they're always known for. Like it's their most like famous or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's Ash Williams with Bruce Campbell. Um, and then uh, how about uh, Sigourney Weaver for... Uh... Ripley, Ellen Ripley. Yeah, with the Alien movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Linda Hamilton with the Terminator. Terminator, yeah. Like, yeah. But but for Bruce Campbell, but for Bruce Campbell, yeah, I I totally agree because, like, I think I see Bruce Campbell, like, I see uh, Bruce Campbell has played other, he he has played other roles. He's done other roles, too. Like, uh, he he played the, uh, he played the gym, the gym teacher in Sky High named Coach Boomer. That name, that name, that aged like fine wine. Believe yeah, that age, that name alone aged like fine wine. And then, of course, he also um, he also played a piece of Papa in Multiverse of Madness for Doctor Strange. 
Yeah, as a, that's a running joke. Like, literally every Sam Raimi movie. Here's the thing, though. I like the running joke in Sam's movies. Uh, Bruce always has a can- – Bruce appears in almost every Sam Raimi movie. And then that the yellow the yellow Delta car. Um, so little backstory for you all. Ash Williams's signature car is a Delta. It's all yellow with a white roof, and that's Sam Raimi's car. That's the model car that he drove when him and Bruce were in high school, mm, and um, that's just... the car they used for the movies. And from this point forward. Anytime Sam Raimi does a movie, the Delta makes an appearance. Like Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben drives that same car in the Spider-Man movie. Oh movies. my goodness! I never caught on to that. I never caught on to that yeah. because, uh, yeah, like here's the thing. I, I, I got, I got, I got a confession to make. Um, I, I, I like the Army of Darkness was actually my only Evil Dead movie that I've ever saw. I mean, I haven't seen the first two, but. But with the third one, but with the third one I've seen, but with when with, with the car that you have mentioned, I didn't think that car that would be the same car that uh, Sam Raimi would use in his films. And the yeah. Evil Dead movies have that car too. And speaking of which, speaking of Army of speaking, going back to Evil Dead, um, they used the car in in Army of Darkness, like as like as a special as a special weapon. Say hello to the 21st yeah. century. 21st century. Yeah, it, it's amazing. But yeah, that car is featured in all three movies. Like Ash and his friends drive to the to the Evil Dead cabin in that car. Um, and the car had a cameo in Multiverse of Madness. It was floating. It was floating. Um, it was floating. Up to, it was floating. That was when the, that was when Doctor Strange met his uh, evil counterpart. Yeah, yeah. I wish it was Supreme Strange, but hey, whatever. Oh, but yeah, still, still. Any, anyway, um, so should we uh, dive into uh, Army of Darkness? Yeah, absolutely. But before we do that, right quick, I had a few notes I wanted to share. I have a couple of things here I wanted to show, right quick. Sure. So, as I mentioned before, I'm a huge fan of this franchise. Um, I've watched the whole trilogy, and fun fact, uh, there is a Evil Dead TV show that continues the story. It's called Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell reprises the role of Ash. It takes place 30 years later after the events of the main trilogy. <laughs> the show was supposed to run for five seasons, but it only it got canceled after three, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, the three seasons, I think, are really good. Um, like mm-hmm. Sam Raimi directed the pilot episode, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, you can't have an Evil Dead movie or TV show without Sam Raimi's involvement because oh, he yeah. kickstarted it. He he kickstarted yeah. it all. Yeah, he kickstarted this whole thing, and uh, they came out with another one. They came out with Evil Dead Rise, which I was getting ready to say. Yeah, I saw Evil Dead Rise in theaters, and dude, it was good. Um, Bruce and Sam were executive producers on the movie, and I thought this, I thought that, yeah, it's great. Um, it kind of goes back to the roots of the first Evil Dead with the straight horror, because here's the thing, the way I view the Evil Dead trilogy, it's like, the first movie is straight horror, Evil Dead Mm -hmm. 2 is horror and comedy, and then Evil Dead 3 Army of Darkness is like action adventure kind of thing. 
Yes. So that's the like, that's the genres with the three movies. And I think Rice did a good job of hearkening back to the roots of the first movie with it being just horror. It's kind of like, I view Evil Dead Rise as like a spinoff. Like, it's in the same universe, but with an entirely brand new cast. That's how I view yeah. it. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Now, I, now just to give in my, my two cents on this, like, uh, Army of Darkness was the only Evil Dead movie that I saw because, well, because, because, because obviously it's one of the, probably one of the more talked about I find this movie as one of the more talked about movies because it had some of the, it has some of the most memorable moments and lines from that movie. Now, as a, I mean, I have now in terms of like horror movies, like I, I mean, I'm not like the biggest horror movie fan. Although I say the closest to seeing horror movies would, would be The Shining with, with uh, Stan, from Stanley Kubrick and Jack Nicholson. Of course, the, obviously the book. I mean, never read the book, but knowing Stephen King did The Shining, and then of course, and then Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, most notably the shower, the famous shower scene, and then, yeah. um, and then, and then, if it also helps, um, most of the Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I um, to give you a, little, a funny little backstory, um, Evil Dead Three was the first one that I saw. This movie was my introduction as well. I remember I was in high school. I was, I think, a junior in high school. My friends Logan and Emily were having this small Halloween party at their house. I remember walking over and they were watching Army of Darkness on the TV. And <laughs> I sat down and watched some of it with them. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there looking at like, what the heck kind of movie is this? You know, it was so like, <laughs> like there's a guy running around with a chainsaw hand. Like, like what is happening? Now, granted, yeah. by the time I got there, we were at the halfway point. So I'm like, what is happening? There's skeletons fighting. Like, what, like what's going on? But yeah. once I went back and watched from the beginning, it, it made sense. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, I wanted to show, um, I actually have my own Evil Dead costume. Um, I put it together two years ago. It's it's how Ash dresses in the TV show. Mm. And anytime, so I like going to Comic-Cons and there's a horror convention in Rosemont near Chicago called Flashback Weekend. I just went yeah, there. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, uh, for where I'm live from where I'm living, about uh, 40 minutes to an hour up north from where I, from where I live. Mm -hmm. from, that's like um, from where I live. So it's not too far from where I live. Yeah, it's called Flashback Weekend, and I just went there this past August, and I went back in my costume again, um, and I wanted to see if I could show you. Here's me with actors from the Scream movie. The oh, yes, screen. and that's you, and that's you, and this is from Scream, right? Yeah, this is me in my Ash costume with uh, these three actors from the first Scream, uh, Jamie Kennedy, Skeet Ulrich, and Rose McGowan. That's that's awesome. That is awesome. It's like, it's like. I mean, I never been to a uh, comic con. I never been to a comic con event, nor uh, or what or uh, what was it? What, what was it? The flash, flash, flashback what weekend. What? Flashback weekend is the name of the convention. Yeah, um, I mean, I never been to any of those conventions, but that would be uh, that would be a dream come true. If oh yeah, if, dude, flashback weekend. 
Yeah, dude, if you ever get a chance, I'm telling you, you got to go to this convention. It is an absolute blast. I've been to it twice. It's one of the best experiences of my life. I love Flashback Weekend. It's such a good time. And here's the big item that I wanted to show you. So one of the highlights from this past one that I went to, um, they had a music composer there. His name was his name is Alan Howarth, and he did the soundtracks for a lot of John Carpenter films. Like he did the music for Halloween's two, three, four, five, and six. He yeah. did the soundtrack for uh, Big Travel in Little China, Escape mm-hmm. from New York, They Live, The Thing. Like, he was such a joy to meet. One of the nicest guys that I've ever met. And when I went up to his, he actually signed my Halloween poster that I have over here. And he, he wrote a music note next to his name, which I thought was pretty funny. But that's, I got a picture. That's, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I like that, that dude. Yeah, dude, he's awesome. And yeah. uh, the the thing he saw my costume. So and uh, he had a his table had piles of prints with his autograph on them. I got a picture with him, and then he gave me a free copy of the Army of Darkness poster signed signed by him. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Now I really want to go check out a comic con or a convention. Now I really yeah. want to go check that out. <laughs> what I didn't, what I didn't know about Alan is that he he's also a sound designer. He worked on the sound effects for this movie. Oh really? That's me. That is cool. awesome. That is awesome. Because yeah, like, he, and oh man, there's like, there's like, because the sound effects, like, I can't really think of many of the sounds, but if there was any sound I could think of, it's literally the, the skeleton, it's literally all the skeletons, all the skeleton effects that were, that is, that, yeah. that, that was going on in that movie, and, um, and I, re- I really want to get into, uh, more, more, I, w- I really want to get into more, more of that too, but I was wondering, um, I was wondering, uh, if, if we can start from the beginning of this movie, like oh yeah sure so yeah and i'm glad you mentioned that because like one of the first things i wanted to bring up with the evil dead trilogy it has this running joke of continuity problems and i'll explain why here in a minute so evil dead so before we talk about army of darkness we need to talk about the events that happened in the first two films so Mm -hmm. The premise of of the first Evil Dead is that a group of friends, there's five of them, are going on a weekend vacation to this cabin that they found out in the middle of the woods. And they go there, and then during the first night, there's like they they know there's something wrong about this cabin. Then they venture into the basement, and then uh Ash, played by Bruce, him and another friend find the Evil Dead book. And it's in the taped and the tape recorder in the basement, and they also find this very strange dagger as well, and they bring it back upstairs, and then and then they turn on the recorder. The previous person who stayed in that cabin was a archaeologist who found the book, and he was translating the the writings in the book on audio. And when was they was it the book it, of uh was it the, the book it? of the dead? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Or the Necropicon or something, something <laughs> like that. It's 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 called the Book of the Dead, and all the pages are written in human blood. 
all the text and everything. Mm -hmm. And the book's outer cover is made from human flesh. Wow. So they, they turn on the tape recorder and it reawakens the spirits. And then they start going after the friends, possessing them one by one, making them kill each other. And then Ash ends up being the sole survivor. And then Evil Dead, and that's the end of the first movie. And then the second movie opens up with, so with Evil Dead's two and three, uh, they had to do this thing where they had to reshoot the intros. Like mm -hmm. Evil Dead 2 opens up, like this really confused people. So Evil Dead 2 opens up with, him and his girlfriend, Lynn. So one of the friends in, in the friend group was his girlfriend, Linda. Yeah. And Evil and Dead was, 2. Go was ahead. Linda, I forget that Linda was the, was, was it, was Linda the girlfriend in the third movie? I completely forgot. I mean, I, I, I've seen Army yeah. of Darkness, but I completely forgot if Linda was still the, the one of the, one of the, I, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to remember, was she in that third movie? I saw the third yeah. film, but, oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's in it at the beginning because, Two and three do recap videos, like showing what happened beforehand. So in Evil Dead 2, it opens up with Bruce and Linda. It's just them this time in the Delta driving to the cabin. And then a lot of the fans thought that Ash went back to the cabin again with a different person this time. But what happened was they lost the rights to the first Evil Dead movie. I I don't know what led to that happening, but they had to to do recap videos because part of the reasons I think they did this is because there's a six-year gap in between Evil Dead's yeah. one and two. Like, Bruce has aged a little bit since the first movie. So um, they, they refilmed the intro, and they have a different girl playing Linda. Like... There is a different actress for Linda in all three movies. Yes, is one of the, the, uh, the actress in the third Evil Dead movie is uh, Bridget Fonda. I believe I believe that's her name in, yeah, the, in, the, third, with, in the third film. Yeah, and that's like one of the running jokes is that a different actress plays Linda in each movie. That's one of the continuity jokes. And then after the recap is over... Two opens up with Ash being thrown in the air, and then the, and then it's daytime again, and then the mm -hmm. first half of, of two is him fighting off the spirits, and then the archaeologist that I mentioned earlier, his daughter and her boyfriend show up with the rest of the pages from the book, and then the the movie ends with both of them being killed, and and she reads a passage that opens up this portal to send the spirits back where they came from, but then Ash gets sucked into it. Yeah. And then, and then it sends them back to medieval times. And that, and, and actually, I'm glad that you actually brought this up because um, I actually watched the ending clip of Evil Dead 2 because because um, I, I was watching a Watch Mojo top 10 list where it featured, uh, where, it, where Evil Dead 2 was on the list. And one of the last few clips of that episode had um, Ash Williams in medieval times screaming no to the to to the entire to the entire army of knights 
Yeah. Because um, Ashby, if you want to, if you want to describe it, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. So Evil Dead Two ends with Ash being like he's the sole survivor again. Like the daughter and her boyfriend and the other people that came with her, they were all slaughtered by the evil. So Ash was the last one again. Right before the daughter was killed, she read from the pages that she brought with her to send the spirits back where they came from. It opened up just this giant portal, and Ash and Ash in his car gets sucked into the portal, and it closes, and it sends Ash back to medieval times to where to when the book was first found. And oh, two ends. Then two ever- ends. Oh, go, go ahead. If this was ever a running joke in uh, in every Sam Raimi movie, if this ever happened, uh, there's a, always a portal that opens up and the car would get sucked in. If that was ever a running joke. Yeah, exactly. And then two ends with Ash realizing that he's in medieval times now and he's stuck. So he's just like screaming no as, as all the knights are cheering him. Because and then they, three... they defeated the... Um... Because there was this, um, I thought it was a dragon at one point, but no, it was actually one of those uh, evil, um, one of those. Was I want to say witch? Like, was it a well, really, it was, a, was it really a witch? Well, it was these gargoyle-looking creatures with wings, and then Ash shoots it out of the sky with his shotgun, and then and then the knights start cheering him on. That's when he starts screaming no, and then the movie just ends. Yeah, and then. And- I will admit, like, when I saw that clip, when I saw that clip, um, I will admit, like, I, the effects on that creature, <laughs> at the time, I will say this, at the time, they were good at the time, but looking back at it now, I can see, I can, it is very cheesy, don't you think? Yeah, that's the thing, though, with all three movies, that the effects are really cheesy, but, but, but they, they oddly work for some reason. They you really know? do. And same with this yeah. third movie too. And I will say this: when when we see when the, the, this third movie even opens up, also opens up going back to what you said with this all this continuity error, like yeah. like we see like what we see like the recap of the second film where um, Ash gets his hand chop chops his own hand off with the chainsaw yeah. because it was repossessed by yeah. by by the creature, and then he gets sucked into a portal into into the medieval into medieval times mm-hmm. but but the only difference with that is we get a catchy th- we get a pretty good we get a pretty good theme song to introduce the third film and yeah. it was actually and a little fun fact the the theme song was written by Danny Elfman and that was actually the theme for the skeleton march okay cool yeah that's really cool though and going off of what you mentioned earlier about the continuity errors like ash's appearance changes again because they like you said three opens up with them doing another recap and they and the linda actress changes again yeah in this movie bruce again aged another five years um and one of the things that I find very funny about this, Bruce Campbell would have been 33 years old at the time when they filmed this. And Ash is supposed yeah. to be a senior high school student. Really? He's supposed to? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Really? Yeah, Ash, like, is, like, this yeah, is... Ash is supposed to be a senior high schooler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, dang, Ash, you're looking <laughs> pretty old funny. there for a, a high school student. 
<laughs> yeah, but hey, hey, I mean, hey, he looks. I mean, he's still. I mean, even in this movie, you look at him in this movie, like he's he's aged pretty well. He aged oh, yeah, pretty yeah. well. But actually, and- I want to go off topic for a sec because um, there's another film franchise that actually reminded me of all like of all the endings from this from the Evil Dead films. Uh, Back to the Future because yeah. um, between the first two movies, um. You know how the film ended with uh, Marty McFly and Jennifer? They're about they're based, they, they're seeing each other again, and then they're about to go off for this. Uh, they're about to go for a joyride in the new yep. car, but then Doc Brown shows up to tell Marty, "We got to go back to the future." Well, yep. I I also listened to that episode as well of your episode Back to the Future, where uh, the Jennifer actress had to be recasted. Yeah. So what the and and plus there was a five year gap in between when they filmed the first movie and the second. So mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox was, he, he had aged a little bit. So, and the original Jennifer actress, her mom was very sick at the time. So she turned it down to stay home and take care of her mom. So yeah. they had to pick someone else to play her. So they reshot the ending mm-hmm. to, to fix the continuity Right, and I, I I say I say for the most part you can't really tell the difference. There's not like, as much. There's not that much of a difference. But the only difference you can get from that is is Jennifer. Like it seems as though like if Jennifer at age two, but no, it's the it's a different it's a different actress. Yeah, yeah, that was a prime example I was thinking of when I was explaining this, and. Uh... Another continuity error that I noticed when watching Evil Dead 3 is that, well, first off, Ash's hair is longer. Like, Bruce's (laughs) hair was longer for this compared to the first two. And I also noticed that Ash is using a completely different double barrel shotgun than what he used. Like, don't you mean Ash's main weapon? Yeah, the boomstick. Dude, I'm not kidding you. The shotgun changes in all three movies. Like, in the first Evil Dead, it was a single shot rifle. And then Evil and then Evil Dead 2, it transforms into a double barrel out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then towards it's still the, the end double of barrel Evil, in the third one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Evil Dead 3, I don't know, at the towards the end of Evil Dead 2, Ash uses the chainsaw to slice off the barrel to make it a sawed off double barrel. But oh, then wow. But in Evil Dead 3, when Ash's shotgun, the barrel is way longer than what it was in the last movie. <laughs> so again, the like the, the, the gun changes in, in all three <laughs> movies, which I thought was pretty funny too. Yeah. And um uh, go let's go and then and then like and then with the ending of Evil Dead 2, they still use that one shot where um Ash and the car, uh Sam Ra- I'm gonna call it Sam Raimi's car. Um Ash and Sam Raimi's car fell into medieval times they still use that shot it was still the same but the only difference was here's the only difference with that the only difference was it was a diff the knights are different it's not it, the knights are different this is a uh, king arthur's uh this is king arthur's knights not the knights that we that not the knights from the other evil dead from the evil dead film even though hey it, it sets up the third film pretty well but like you said, this is all in uh, this is all in the continuity, and this is all in continuity, because Sam yeah, Raimi, because... Sam Raimi, and his and and this entire uh, continuity error, it's it's very it's very it's recognizable, but at the same time, as to the over as to the overall as to the overall 
well, joke of it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, two ends with the knights literally cheering him on. Like, this guy is their hero. Then three opens up with him falling into medieval times, and the knights, instead of cheering him on, like they they take him prisoner instantly, and they lock him up in iron chains. They're sending him to their castle to be killed. You know, like Executed, I thought, I, I thought, the, I thought these guys liked him. Like, what happened? You know? Like I, I guess you could say maybe one of uh, maybe a running joke, like maybe it was a different army. Let's just say it was a maybe it was a different army because because uh, in the third movie it re- re- it introduces another knight army which was actually uh, one of King Arthur's descendants I believe, like yeah I'm Henry not sure. the I believe his name is Henry Henry I believe his name is Henry Hen- it was Henry's army and he I, I yeah, think yeah, that's his right. name. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, yeah, you're correct. Like he was chained up to he was chained up too. Like yeah. he was chained up too. And they were and they were all going to King Arthur's castle. And was also crazy about that scene too. About this what was also crazy about this is that once once they got to the castle, everybody was throwing was throwing a lot of stuff at at at, at, at the prisoners. Even the even this one lady named uh Shilia, I believe that's I believe that's her name. Like Shelia, yeah, Shelia, yeah. who's being played by um, Ambeth da- Davids, she's like she she throws stuff at Bruce Camp at Bruce Campbell, and I'm like, yeah, what she chugs a ro- you? yeah she chugs a rock at his head, and then it he falls into the pit, and then he fights those two zombies. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, actually, actually, can I actually just for a sec? I, I one of my favorite. There was actually a line in that movie that I actually that actually caught me off guard was when he was talking to, uh, when he was uh, talking to Henry, like, or Henry, like yeah. to Henry, he was like, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Fancy well, pants. I got news for you. Jack, I got news for you. <laughs> I got news for you. There's, there's, there's a lot of Jack and crap. I mean, Jack has already taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Is that, why like... is that was Jack full of crap? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Cause he's, he's like, well, it goes like it's like, "Hello, Mister Fancy Pants. I got news for you. T- I got I got news for you, pal. You ain't running with two things right now, Jack and crap. And Jack left town. Like, <laughs> so good. Like, dude, the one liners that are in this is is just pris- pristine. I I love the following scene when Ash climbs out of the pit, and uh, mm-hmm. he's like, he he goes over to the one night, and he's just like. You know your shoelaces are untied. He just he looks down and he just Bruce socks socks him <laughs> he just in the face. Socks him in the face, and actually, and, and then, that's pretty funny because now he looks at all the other people in the village. Is like, anybody want some? Huh? How about you? How about yeah, you? Get? Who wants How about some? You? Who wants some? You want some? That's my thoughts. Yeah, and then like <laughs> actually, right after what's that, what's also funny too? Um, uh, actually, even before he falls into the pits, like. Like, uh, like, like Arthur and th- Arthur looks at uh, looks at Bruce Campbell and he's like, "Look, something was up." I, I forgot what was that that moment was, but there was another moment where um, Bruce Campbell like talks to Arthur and was like, "Are you kidding me? I, I I don't even know this guy. I don't even know this guy. I've never seen him before." Arthur, tell them you don't know me. He's just like, "I don't think they'll believe me." Sorry. <laughs> and then he yeah. gets thrown into the pit. He gets thrown into the yeah. pit. Which uh, what's also weird about that moment too is like the first guy fall into the pit and then 
and then a geyser, a, a geyser of blood just literally pops, literally pops out of the pits. But no, the second time, but with but with Bruce Campbell, it's just a basic all-out battle, like a battle to the death between yeah, this, and uh, I, between the creature, between I believe it was a, I believe it was one of those creatures, like the creature that says, I, "I'll swallow your soul." Yeah, yeah. Um, then one of my favorite moments is after he climbs out of the pit, and then he he orders the people to let the prisoners go, and after they ride off on the horses, the knife that he punched earlier. He, he yells, sword fight, pulls out a sword. He's just like, for your arrogance, I shall see you dead. Then Bruce just pulls out his shotgun and blasts the sword in half. He just goes, all right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. You see this? This is my boomstick. <laughs> just Yes, yes. I think that was actually one of the best. Actually, that was actually one of the, probably the most memorable line from that movie boomstick because the thing is and it makes sense in that setting too because like they don't know what what a gun is so they yeah. had, they, he had to explain to everybody that this is a boomstick this is this is a gun but in the but in the different term boomstick because once the once you cock that gun boom boom you hear a blast yeah. but it's but think about it, it is it, you hear that boom yeah and dude i love following that quote he just starts going off he starts doing just okay little backstory for you guys so <laughs> ash works at a uh at a store called shop uh, uh s smart the it, shop smart shop s smart you know it's basically an off-brand walmart anyway he starts or a kmart <laughs> because uh there was a there yeah. was an actual kmart too <laughs> Yeah, but I like how he starts going off of, like, after he says this is my boomstick, he starts doing this, like, shop description. Um, it retails for about $109.95. You can find this in the sporting goods department. This baby was made in Grafton, <laughs> Michigan. It was built with, uh, it's got a bolt trigger, you know, it's just, he's doing, the, like, he's speaking to them like they're customers, like they want to buy the gun. Like, yeah, but they probably had to wait, they had to wait, they had to wait centuries later to, in order to do that. Yeah, he just goes, shop smart, shop S smart. You got that! You <laughs> just got like, that! Yes. <laughs> now, that I swear. That is so good. The next one of you primates even touches me. <laughs> so good, dude. And then the so next scene, and then the next scene, then the next scene, he's just basically the um the chosen the chosen one. Yeah, like it literally just cuts to him sitting in the chair sideways and then all the women are just giving him food. Like mm -hmm. he, he's living the dream. He's living his best life. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, that's uh, I mean, so yeah, that's good. that's that, that is that oh. is so good. Actually, yeah. uh, what I really like, actually, um, we still see the chainsaw in this movie. The chainsaw is still in that movie because uh, one of the elders, this elder, the, the elder in the beginning of the movie, who's being played by uh, Ian Abercrombie, um, he's like this. Uh, he plays this like I, I would say like he's an elder. He's a, he's one of the elders, but like a wiz. But I believe he's a wizard who like sees like oh the the man the man who fell from the sky he's the chosen he's like no no he's the yeah. chosen one 
He was the and yeah, he, he gave, the he gave who, him the chainsaw back during that pit fight. Yeah, yeah, he throw he throw yeah he, he's like strange one and throws the saw to him, and he's also the one like Ash is like okay send me back to my time and then the guy's like well the only way to do that you're gonna have to go you're gonna have to head out and get the book back you're the chosen one go get the book bring it back we'll uh we'll send you home but before that happens we get one of my favorite scenes in the movie is that one of the girls that's feeding him food gets possessed and then she tries to dump hot water on one of the guards and then bruce shoots the canister out of her hand with a double barrel he just goes he just goes hey uh uh hey uh jerk let's go you know then they, they just start <laughs> They start fighting. And what I love about that scene, okay, so Ash has a double barrel that has mm -hmm. two shots. He shoots four without re without reloading it. Just Actually, boom, that's so boom, funny boom. too because like that's so funny because like where's the ammo? Where's his ammo for that? But but yeah. that I, but I like how that comes back. I love how like. But I like how the ammo comes back because we do see his ammo come back later in the in the film. Yeah, but that scene was so funny to me. Then, of course, right after that, the the guy you were just talking about earlier, the wizard guy, he has a, he's bald with the longer gray beard. Mm -hmm. He sends Ash on the journey to go to this graveyard to get the book back. So oh, the oh, and actually, before he does that. He gets he gets a mechanical he gets a gauntlet he gets the gauntlet yeah, yeah, yeah. and also I just want to make sure I don't know if people have seen the the trilogy or not but in Evil Dead Two Ash's right hand gets possessed like there's literally a scene where his hands like you know like scratching him attacking him and then he he has to grab a chainsaw and he literally takes the hand off and then towards the end laughing now. <laughs> Yeah, who's laughing now? <laughs> and then towards the end of the movie, this man does one of the coolest things I've ever seen. He rebuilds the chainsaw where he can attach it to his limp. So now he's just walking around with a chainsaw hand. It's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And then in Evil Dead oh 3, goodness. before yes. he goes on his adventure, him and the him and the castle's blacksmith they he builds himself a new mechanical uh hand yeah a new mechanical hand and he also says this this classic line groovy yeah which he which is funny because uh he does that in evil dead 2 as well he builds the uh the chainsaw in the shed turns it on saws the barrel of the shotgun in half and then puts it in his back holster, and the camera zooms up on his face. He just goes, groovy. So good. <laughs> and also, Mark, before I forget, um, do you know there's actually two different endings? Yes, I'm actually well aware of that, too. In fact, oh, I watched yeah, another yeah. Watch Mojo video about that, too. Like, yeah. the ending, like, the like, like, I remember, like, there, I remember seeing one of the endings, and um, I kind of want to save this for a little bit towards the end, towards the end, because I feel like that that's kind of going a little bit overboard. I feel like that's yeah, kind of yeah, going, but... that's going a little bit of ahead. 
But yes. yeah, so keep that in mind. I wanted to mention that. So we'll save that towards the end. So Ash goes on his adventure. So going back to the story. Yeah. He goes on the adventure to get the book. And then we I get this see. small we get this small portion where he gets trapped in this windmill. Mm-hmm. And actually, for, before for he gets overnight. trapped in the windmill, uh, he talked with the uh, with the wizard, the the elder. I want to say high elder, but uh, mm-hmm. but he's basically the elder. But uh, he tells uh, Bruce Campbell or Ash. I mean, I keep calling Bruce Ash. I keep calling Ash yeah. Bruce Campbell because he's Bruce Campbell. Come on, yeah, you can't go yeah, wrong yeah. with that. Like he tells him the the three words to for, for, before he gets the book. You gotta say these three words. You gotta, you gotta say these three words correctly. Otherwise, yeah. something bad will happen. Yeah. And once yeah. he he t- he keeps repeating it to to Bruce Campbell, and Bruce Campbell is just like so annoying. He gets he gets annoyed out of his he he is so he's irritated out of his mind when when the when the elder asks him to say it again, and Bruce Campbell was like, "I got it, I got it. Yeah, I know you. I know your damn words. I, I get it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Gratu Vrata Niktu. Yeah. And he's uh, like, repeat them. I got it. <laughs> now, listen, when I come back with this book, you send me back. You know, but on a side note, what, what I thought was pretty funny is that in this movie, Ash just has this, I'm just done with this crap attitude. Like, throughout <laughs> the entire movie, like, the dude just, he, like, he's done. Like, after everything he went through in the first two movies, he's just like, send me back to my time. I am done with this crap. <laughs> I don't want to fight the evil all the time. You know, it's just, all I count in this movie, he just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really care. So and, um, yeah, he doesn't really care. But the, the but the thing is, like, when he's going on this adventure, like, he gets... Uh, he runs into many different obstacles. Like once, like before he got to the windmill, he's being chased, but we don't know who. We don't know who, but it's like from yeah. a perspective of the viewer. And I really like how they use the shaky cam. They use a shaky cam for that too, of like yeah. of the creatures chasing Bruce Campbell. Yeah, that part's pretty funny too. And then it chase it chases him into the windmill, and he locks the door and he and the, the evil spirits go away and then and then the, the scene that follows like mark how are we going to talk about what what proceeds to happen like look there is a couple of scenes in this movie that are outright ridiculous and this next scene is one of them it's like like how do we even oh explain yes, like yes like okay like people it's so like it just it's just like it's funny, but it's just like <laughs> extremely ridiculous. So like what happened? So a mirror inside the 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 windmill gets shattered, and then a bunch of teeny tiny little ashes walk out of the glass. So now there's just a bunch of little ashes yes. running around, and they're like throwing stuff at Ash. And the and first time Ash around, they did throws that. a fork at one of them. Yes, yes, they had. They actually, they actually used a fork the first time, and all the evil, the, all the little ashes were like rapid speed. They literally yeah, went rapid yeah. speed and pulled some from behind because there's some because why not? It's so funny, and it's something and mysterious too because Ash doesn't know that 
there are tiny little there are tiny little ashes right behind him. And I'm not talking about dust. I ain't talking about his variants, his teeny tiny variants. Yeah, and they're all like tiny little evil ashes. And then they eventually get him to fall down. Then he wakes up. They have him tied down. And then one of them jumps into his mouth. He swallows mm-hmm. him. And they they all escape and they all escape and i'm gonna tell you this right now um listen i i l- listen like say what you will uh, for those who, who who have already seen this film say what you will about the effects but i feel like the effects in this sequence with all the little ashes and and with the one ash going inside his mouth sure they look dated but at the same time i say it holds up so well like it almost looks so real because you gotta think about this how were you able to get multiple Bruce Campbells in one scene? Because look how many of them are there. Look at the look at the little ashes. How many how many how many stunt people or how many times they had to shoot this scene? Because you gotta think about it. Look how many like there's so many of them. Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually one and... of the funniest scenes in this movie because like they're all beating the crap out of the out of the real ash because like well. Because ashes, ashes, ash. Like he gets hit in the head multiple times by this one pipe. There was a shot where Bruce Campbell smashes the smashes the pipe, and a lot and ashes came out came out from the pipe into, and into his face as it was like blowing into his face. Because, like I said, those little those those evil little ashes are <laughs> they just they just mess they just did him they did him so dirty and. And yeah. it's funny. It's so funny. That's what made this yeah. scene so funny and ridiculous. But at the same yeah, time, it, yeah, it's, just... it's one of those things. Like it's so like out there, but it, it surprisingly works. I can't mm-hmm. explain like why it works, but uh, and then after he swallows one of them, it gro- like another him grows and separates from him, and then now there's a full grown evil ash. Did he, oh, did he yeah, take the hot I, chocolate when, out when, of that? When the little ash is still... Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I think I forgot about that. But when little ash is inside of him, like, Ash literally picks up a tea kettle full of hot water. Hey, want some hot chocolate? He just starts dumping hot water down his throat. <laughs> that is so oh, good. Man. Like, like that. the hot water was trying to kill the little ash, but no, it grew. it grew inside him. And what's my what my next one of my one of my next favorite parts of that well one of my next favorite moments from that part is when like the the shot it's like the next shot it, it's outside and ashes opens the door screams oh Jimmy Curtis is growing inside me it's getting yeah, it's bigger pretty, yeah and then it grows out of him and then it separates from him now we got a full grown evil Ash and the evil Ash starts he just goes you're good Ash. I'm, I'm bad, bad Ash. You're good, Ash. You're good with little two shoes. <laughs> little goody two shoes. Little goody yeah. two shoes. Little goody two shoes. He just keeps kicking and punching, and the brute like Ash just pulls out the shotgun. He literally aims it right at his face, shoots him in the face. He just goes, "Good, bad." I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> and then the next scene comes in where he uses the chainsaw and literally cuts him into little pieces. Packs him up in little pieces and buries him. And then Evil Ash is still, the head's still talking to him while he's burying him. And he he, he just goes, hey, uh, 
Ash just goes, hey, you got something on your face. What? No, I... He starts throwing dirt on him. <laughs> yeah. I'll come back for ya. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, he and buries I like him. how that comes back. Like, the line that he said, I'll come back for you. He did. I like how that... I like how it comes in full circle. It, it's yeah. so cheesy, but it comes in full circle. Yeah, it works. And then, uh... The next scene is when Ash finally gets to the graveyard with the three books, and then yeah, there's three the books. Like all, there, like that was never mentioned. It was never mentioned there were three books. That's why uh, Ash was like, "No one, whoa, 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 nobody told me there were three books." Wait a minute, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah What's hold actually on. funny? No one said anything about three books. Like, am I supposed to take all three of them, or do I guess? So I thought it was pretty funny. Like he goes through like the the first one he opens is literally like a a gateway to hell and it like sucks him in. Actually, one of my the one thing that came to my mind, and I actually this is actually more of an end joke on my part. He probably got sucked into the he probably got sucked into the multiverse. Realized and realized that uh, Marvel's not going anywhere with uh, some of their projects. Oh no. Absolutely not. Like heck with this. I'm going back. Never no no no. no. <laughs> this 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 is a crossover that's not happening. Um that's that's an in-joke. That's an in-joke on my mind, but I mean, come on, if you really think about it, this that was the second time he got sucked into a portal in this movie. Yeah. Second that was the second time he got sucked into a portal. And yeah, and then he, he comes out, he comes out of that portal and, and his face is all messed up. And he has to like Take his face over and over again to <laughs> to fix it, and then he opens book number two, and then it turns into a flying book, and it starts attacking him and biting him. It looks like the book of monsters from Harry Potter, if you really think about it. Yeah, it's it's like you have to stroke the spine to to. Yeah, open. you have to stroke the spine, and then the book goes nom 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 nom. But no, this time around, I think it bites him in the hand. I think it bites him. Uh, it does. He reaches in to grab it, and it bites his, his his other hand. And then he finally gets the third. He gets to book number three, which is the right one. But then, of course, he forgot the words that he was supposed yes. to say earlier. He just goes, uh, gr- uh "Gratu, grata." <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's a pitiful cough like he forgets his third he forgets the third line and i and like like literally like even though he was so he was tired of of doing all this crap but the thing is you gotta remember the lines you have to remember the lines i know he's tired of it but he's got to remember it otherwise that's just being (laughs) asterisk just being lazy yeah and then he but He's what really comes back to words. that is that is like, okay, that's it. All right, I'll just get the book. Like he grabs the book, and then an earthquake happens. Like all the tombs started to explode, and then everybody from King Arthur's castle sees the lightning. Even the even the uh, the the elder realizes that something's wrong. He noticed like, yeah. it's happening. It's really happening. And then Ash just like runs through the graveyard, and then we get our next step. I would say we're. Um, we get our next ridiculous scene that works so well. It's basically yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of 
skeleton hands popping out of the ground. They grab Ash. They have him pinned. And then hands start slapping him in the face, poking him <laughs> in the eyes, grabbing his tongue, pulling his mouth open, sticking fingers yep. up his nose. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. Actually, what I actually find funny about that moment too is like, uh, the next one of the one of the one of the shots in that is like he looks at the camera, he screams at the camera as he was breaking the fourth wall, and then all the skeleton hands just came out of nowhere and punched him in the face, like as if he was screaming at the audience. Like the audience, yeah. oh no, the audience is gonna punch at me. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I and, think as uh, another in joke, I think he landed in the in the grave. In, I think he landed on the Three Stooges grave. Oh, I, I don't remember, but it's funny you mentioned that because uh, there's a lot of uh, Three Stooges references in the Evil Dead movies, like uh, in the first Evil Dead, there was a nod to a Three Stooges episode. So. There was a Three Stooges episode where they pretended to be plumbers and they accidentally connect pipe wiring to a water pipe. And then uh, there's a scene where the head chef is cooking in the kitchen and the main mm-hmm. light bulb starts filling up with water and then it breaks. Oh. In the in the first Evil Dead movie, when towards the end, when Ash is in the basement, uh, a light bulb breaks and blood starts falling out of it. Oh, wow. Which That's I thought cool. that was a nice little nod. And then when the skeletons are attacking him in Evil Dead 3, uh, one of them tries to poke him in the eyes and he does this. Yeah, he does like this. He uses his hand like like the side. Yeah. I think it was the side of it's like the, the side of his hand to uh, block yeah. the to like just block the middle of his face. But it failed the, the second time. It failed because uh, because the they were coming out from the because the, the hands were coming out from the other side. Yeah. And then so Ash little... was like, "I'll crush you! I'll mash your face, you you um, you bony!" Ooh. Because yeah, like his so the hand, the skeleton hand went inside his mouth. Yep. Oh, dude, I hated that bar. Just I will say this: you know. those those effects. Those were some. Those were those were real. Those were that was real. That you're looking yeah. at the real deal. And that was good. No amount of CGI would recreate that moment. No amount of CGI would recreate that moment. Oh, absolutely not. So he finally manages to grab the bug and gets out of there and heads back to the castle. castle, King Arthur's castle. And then King Arthur's castle. And then uh, the wise wise one's like, okay, you got the bug. Did you say the words? Well, I uh, mostly, I... May have screwed up one word. Okay, but yeah, I, I messed up. Yeah, sure thing. I might have messed up, but what's the big deal? Yeah, then it's like the book is just all meaningless to us. You've doomed us all, you know. And then Ash yep, just like realizing he screwed up big time. Then the girl, the black haired girl that threw the rock at him earlier, who um so the backtrack for a second, um they him and that girl made out before he left for the grave the graveyard it's just like dude this woman has known him for like a few hours and yes yes exactly exactly like and what is this what is this what is this is this rose what is this rose from titanic where rose only knew jack dawson for like what how many four days? days 
Yeah, and then it's four he days. Grabs her, Give me some sugar, baby. They just start kissing. <laughs> I don't think that's oh how relationships God. work, but okay. <laughs> all right, all right, but uh, but like it's like it's like everything. It's like yeah, Ash doomed everybody, and and it, and it really comes in full circle because uh, yeah. one of the demons came to cap came and captured uh, the girl, captured the woman, and. Yeah. It took her back to the graveyard where he, where she meets uh, Ash's evil doppelganger, um, yeah. and comes back to life. Hey, hey, hey! Like he said, like like yeah, evil I'm Ash said, back. I'll come back for you. He comes yeah. back. He comes. And now back. he has a giant army of skeletons, and and then uh, they start heading towards the castle to attack it to get the evil dead book, and then. Uh, yeah. And uh, actually, I'm going to backtrack for a sec because uh, the skeleton, because I'm going back, because I want to go back to uh, the skeleton march for a second. That was actually played at the beginning of the movie. That was also played uh, during the final battle for, for the, to introduce the final battle where um, yeah. all the, the entire skeleton army were marching, were marching in like one of them was playing a flute, was playing a uh, piccolo or maybe a flute. And then the other one was got a percussion set. And then yeah. the other one, and then the other one's got a bagpipe. Yeah, I just thought that was so funny. And I like how, like, at the graveyard, the skeletons are, are digging up other skeletons. Like, they open up the the casket, skeleton gets up, and it starts coughing out dust. Just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, <laughs> but, uh, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, uh, welcome back to the land of the living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that actually, was funny. fun fact. Um, uh, Sam, Ra- uh, Sam Raimi. I think like his. I think one of his rel- I think two of his relatives. Like one of them was uh, was writing the movie. Well, besides Sam mm-hmm. Raimi, like I think one of his relatives, um, Ivan. I believe his name is Ivan. I, um, Ivan Raimi, which is his um brother, which is Sam Raimi's brother. He wrote the movie, but he's got another brother named um. Ted Raimi, Ted Raimi, like Ted Raimi, yeah. um, provided the voice for uh, all the skeletons. Yeah, and Ted Raimi actually shows up in a in a few scenes playing different uh, townspeople. Yeah, um, he does. Like, actually, uh, that was actually towards the end of the movie where I actually see his face. Actually, I almost yeah. didn't recognize him, but yeah, but he's basically basically he's being a um, a cow a coward, like a cow a cowardly warrior <laughs> yeah he and ted raimi has showed up in a lot of raimi movies like uh he 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 was in season two of ash versus the evil dead uh he played james he played james's uh one of yeah one of in, the in Spider- co-workers in the spider-man trilogy which i thought yeah was he does cool. and that's yeah, that's Ted's pretty cool guy too. yeah but I like how Ted Raimi plays all the skeletons. Like he voices all the skeletons. And yeah. by the way, and by the way, um, there was I mean, besides the skeletons, like there were also other skeletons that look like actual humans. Like, did you really notice that? Did you really catch on to that? Yeah, I did. And I think the reason why was because all the scenes where you see just the skeletons, that was all stop motion work. Mm-hmm. Well, like 
the scenes where you see other other people that aren't skeletons, I guess those were people wearing costumes, I guess. I think Which so. Which kind of like ruins the continuity, but I'm just like whatever, you know. Yeah. Like But it worked. It, it but it, it works, it but it works well. And actually yeah. a little fun fact, um you, like I don't know if you've ever heard of Ray Harry Housen. Does the name Ray Harry Housen ring a bell? Yeah, it does. Because um uh that's like the whole skeleton because the whole skeleton army calls back to Ray Harry Housen's uh, um, Jason and the Argonauts. Because if you look at this stop, because if you watch this whole battle, like this whole battle feels like you're watching Jason and the Argonauts, and that's like the rep. That's the that's calling back to Ray Harryhausen, most notably with stop motion. Because you see the stop motion, you see the stop motion, which is very good stop motion, adds to the overall overall idea and charm of a of a B movie. It works so well because it, it calls back to Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, that's a very good uh comparison. Yeah. And then I and then before the skeletons get to the castle, I like the montage where Ash is training all the people on how to defend themselves and he he helps build like little bomb arrows. Mm-hmm. Cuz they tow the delta back to the castle and in the trunk yet in the trunk he gets out all of his chemistry high school books and they start building bombs <laughs> he starts building bombs <laughs> which and, i thought was oh, also the live ammo he's got ammo like the bullets like the bullets he's got the he's got the bullets in the too like yeah I, I i'm glad that comes back i'm glad he he's got that because you're wondering where did he keep all of his bullets where are all the bullets yeah and that's the other thing like his shotgun never runs out of ammo but i mean who cares just go with it i mean like <laughs> It's like it's like a uh Rick and the Walking Dead his python revolver he's had throughout the entire show and it never runs out of ammo. Like mm-hmm. every scene where there is a shootout he's he's always pulling out bullets like out of his pockets and stuff. You're just like where did those bullets come from? But you're just kind of like, you know, whatever. Expand the disbelief. Right, expand your disbelief. They're supposed to be fun watches like they're supposed to be enjoyable. Like when I was watching Army of Darkness today, I'm just thinking to myself, like, this movie is so ridiculous, and I love it. It's the best kind of ridiculous, you know? Yeah, it's the best kind of ridiculous. Like, you just you know, just like have fun, just have fun with this movie. Like, you, like just have have fun with this movie. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but at the same time, it's a fun movie. Like, like imagine a movie. Like, can you imagine like? Like the fun is being sucked out of this movie, and this movie would have turned out way different. Like, imagine all the fun being sucked out. Like, you sucked out all the you fun, know. but there's like literally no fun in this movie at all. There's no fun in this movie at all. Yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad this movie existed. This movie existed. This this movie existed, and it and it will and it holds up to this day. It holds up oh, so I... well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, so we get a little montage of Ash leading the people, getting ready to, to battle the army. Then they show up to, excuse me, the castle. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the battle starts. And then uh, and then they break, the, all the, the skeleton army just use their backbones to break down the, break down the door. 
get it because yeah. I'm I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then and they all break into the castle. They're about to storm the courtyard until uh, all the skeletons stop. I was like, whoa, 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 hey, on, stop, stop for a second. Everybody in the courtyard was doing the was doing like the, the training moves that Ash taught them, and yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, and then out of nowhere, Ash comes driving out in the Delta. He like turned it into like a tank or something. He's just mowing all the skeletons down with it. He just puts on binoculars. Welcome to the twenty first century. Then he just starts <laughs> mowing them down. It's it's so ridiculous. It's it's, it's so like ridiculous. it's like steam it's so powered good. now. It's so good. It's so good, and I was also sad too because like the the the, the Delta got uh, the, yeah. the the Delta crashed. Yeah, the Delta gets destroyed, and that's one thing about the TV show. Again, continuity. Like the TV show literally opens up with Ash driving to a bar in the Delta. It's brand new, sp- spotless, like nothing happened. And I'm like, did he just buy a new one? Like, how's the Delta bag? It got destroyed, but yeah, it got okay. destroyed. But I guess yeah. he's found another one somewhere. Oh, mm-hmm. also, um. Once like once the Delta was destroyed, Ash just goes into town on all on 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 the skeletons. He even breaks one of them with his knee, doing like the famous. And this was even before this comic book storyline ever came out. Uh, remember the comic book storyline where uh, Bane breaks Batman's back? You know the famous. Yeah, like, he does the same move. Yep. Yeah, I think this was before the comic book storyline came out. I think. I mean, don't quote me on. Th- I mean, don't yeah. quote me on that, but. That's why that's what came into my mind. Yeah, dude. I remember what I was going to say earlier. It's like the fact that you realize this movie did Lord of the Rings before it was cool. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is Lord of the Rings. This was Lord of the Rings before it, Lord of the Rings became a thing. Well, obviously the book yeah. came out. I mean, obviously the book yeah. was, was already out before Evil Dead existed. Movie wise, yeah. before the movies even came out. Like yeah, a whole think decade. About this. Like before. think about this. Like this literally, we got a we got a pre we got a precursor of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, literally. And then Ash is fighting all the skeletons, and then uh, him and his he meets evil, up. Him and his yeah, he evil meets up with his evil doppelganger in the ca- up in the up in the uh, up in the castle where the book is being guarded and then like yeah like ash just literally stabs evil ash from behind and and he yeah. was like oh you're, you're playing rough huh you want to play rough let's play rough yeah it's so funny they start so fighting funny. for a while and then his then the girl so when they captured the girl from earlier they made her they turned her bad mm-hmm so halfway through the fight, she shows up and starts attacking him, and then and then she throws Ash on the ground. And she just goes, "You found me beautiful once," and then Ash just like, "Honey, you got real ugly." <laughs> and then, thro- oh, actually, that's true. Yeah, thro- then he throws her over the ledge. She gets knocked out, and then it goes back to him and evil version Ash fighting one another. And then I love the part where Ash literally sets them on fire, throws them yes, over the edge. Sets them on and then, fire. <laughs> yeah. 
And then shortly after, he, he, hey, he, hey, good Ash spoiled evil Ash's good looks. Yeah, like, yeah, right before that happens, evil Ash goes, I want to spoil those good looks. <laughs> then, then it reverse happens to you instead. He gets set on fire. A few seconds later, he comes crawling back at the wall again. He's a complete skeleton now, still wearing yeah. the armor. Then he says one of the most classic lines. I got bone to pick with you. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I got a bone to pick with you. Come on. And I think this is uh, Ted Raimi as the skeleton Ash now. I think. Yeah. I think this is Ted Raimi as skeleton Ash at that Uh at that very moment because Ted Raimi plays all the skeletons in this in this movie. And Uh for a couple moments, we see the stop motion. We see like the stop like we see the stop motion of um, Skeleton Ash when Ash and Skeleton Ash are fighting. And then it, and then it cuts to like an animatronic uh, Skeleton Ash. Did you really notice that? Yeah, I did. So like, what happens, um, Skeleton Evil Ash throws Ash off the balcony, lands on the ground, and notices that a bomb has been lit and it's on a catapult. Yeah. And then the skeleton guy jumps on top of said catapult with the book in his hand. Yeah, and actually, like, actually, nah, I got, I can, I, I got to backtrack I'm about for to a get second. Vengeance. Yeah, actually, I got to backtrack for a second because um, yeah, sure. go ahead. Go even ahead. before that, even before that, um, there was another shot that was actually cut. That was actually cut where um, Ash was hanging for dear life on the on the ledge of the castle, and then like skele- evil skeleton Ash was like literally uh, banging his, literally uh, clashing his sword, and it's and and it cuts and it, and the wall catches on fire. I'm just like. How does that make sense? Like, was there actual, um, was there like, was there, was there resid- ash residue on that thing? Because I remember seeing that. I mean, that was not in the final cut, but there was like, there was like a, there was, but there was a video that I saw that happened. Like, it was like an extended, it was like an extended scene that happened mm-hmm. before um, Ash gets knocked over. But, but even before that, I like how Ash just literally uh, clocks him in the face. Like, he's, he's a literal skeleton. He's a literal skeleton, and yet he feels pain more pain than 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 human Ash. Yeah, and then evil Ash has the book. He's on the catapult. He's just like, now I got to never have a con. Now I'll have my vengeance. Ash just just picks yeah. up a sword. He just goes, buckle up, bonehead, because you're going for a ride. Cuts the rope, and the catapult slings him into the air with the bomb, <laughs> and he gets blown up to pieces. Yes, and. Actually, uh, even before that, actually, um, uh, another another army actually comes. Like, like yeah, he, another army, like Henry's army, comes back to fight in the battle as well. Yeah, and then the, uh, the skeletons get swarmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that was a good. Scene and then because their scene, their 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 numbers are, they're outnumbered, and their leader yeah. is is blown up, and. The skeletons yeah. retreat. They're like, retreat, retreat. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yep, so good. Um, and then, oh man, and yeah. And then that's... Uh, they leave, and then uh, the girl wakes up. She's fine. Everybody's hugging and cheering. The battle has mm-hmm. been won. And then it cuts to the wise one showing Ash. Okay, drink this and say the words. You'll wake up in your own time. Okay, and now and now this also goes back to what you said to me early in the episode about uh, the two different endings. This, yeah. is, this goes back to where it goes because okay, um, 
the first ending showed uh, Ash drinking this potion. And there was supposed to be like a number of times where he's supposed to drink it. But he miscalculated three times, right? Three times. Three times. Three times. So it was three times. He's supposed to drink it three times. But he actually drank it a fourth time because he forgot. Yep. And then he wakes up in what looks to be a messed up multiverse. Probably predating yeah. uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and Ash was like, oh, no, no, I slept too long. Oh, yeah, it's no. like he has like, he has a ex- yeah, his hair is like extremely long and he has like a long beard. He like walks mm-hmm. out of the cave and then it's like the world has ended. Like the city is like completely like deserted or something. He slept for who knows how long. Yeah. Dude, I gotta tell you, like, I am so happy they didn't go with that ending. Like, that would have destroyed me. Like, yeah, actually, I could have said it. Actually, I could have said it better than I could have said it better than myself because, um, if you really think about it, like, the like we wouldn't have gotten the other movies too, nor the TV show because that ending it would end it all. It would literally end it all for this franchise. And I can also picture another example as well. Um, have you seen Ramble? The movie Ramble with Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. The first yeah, movie I know. actually had a different ending as well. Yeah, and- well, actually, I remember correctly, in the original Rambo, the original ending was that the sergeant guy that uh that he that Rambo talks to at the end. The original ending was that he he shoots him in the police station. Yeah. But like 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 Ramble kills himself. Although now that you mentioned it, I I he literally pulls he forces the the sergeant's hand to pull the trigger oh. on uh, on Rambo. Is that right? Um, I think the sergeant shoots him. If I if I remember correctly, I saw it once like a long time ago. Yeah, but I do know but that's like, the that original ending had Rambo killed. That original ending, yeah, Rambo died. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I don't think they like the ending, so they reshot the ending and then it it has Ash, you know, drink the potion and he actually does it right and he's back in his timeline working at the S Mart store and he's telling his story of what he went through. He's explained the story to one of his co-workers, which is an employee played by Ted Raimi. Yeah, and then and then he was like, "So, uh, what really? So is that what really happened?" And then Ash was like, "Yeah, that's how it all happened. Were you able to get it right?" Well, yeah, maybe I might have messed up a few times, but what's the big deal? Yeah, exactly. He says the same thing again. And then he's like in the store, like putting prices on items, and this cute girl walks up to him. She's like, "You know that story about how you could have been king? Uh, I think it's kind of cute." And Ash is just like, yeah. And then, like, but this girl he talks to at the end was a brand new girl. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it does go. After I, I, said- I, now, that, now, that, now that you mentioned it, remember when he sees um, um, Sheila? Remember Sheila? The girl that Bruce Campbell, Ash, knew for only a few hours? This yeah, is, like, this, is this, even, like, this is even worse. So after they finish talking, Evil spirit, like the, the evil comes back again and 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 possesses one of the customers, and Ash has to fight 
the possessed person. We get, dude, this scene is so good. Like, mm-hmm. she throws Ash into the armory section, and then the girl, then, then the, the possessed employees or the, the possessed ladies getting ready to kill the lady that he that Ash was chatting with. I Ash pulls out a rifle out of the armory section, which is loaded for some reason. Then but she hey, he, just gotta go with it. Go with the flow. Just go with it. He's just <laughs> like, lady, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. I like how the the, the demon the demon's like, who the hell are you? Ash. Housewares. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shoot he keeps shooting her until um he keeps shooting her. He keeps shooting at her until um she falls. Yeah, dude, my favorite part, like he just he jumps on a car and then randomly throws the rifle in the air and catches it for some reason. <laughs> and then he just this scene for me is a prime example. It's like when you're playing a video game and you unlock the unlimited ammo cheat. Yes. <laughs> he's just sitting there, bang, bang, like that rifle carries <laughs> like six shots or something. And he and he yes. Like twenty of them in a row. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes. That's like you. You just unlocked a, a cheat. You just unlocked a cheat code. Code unlimited ammo. Yes. Oh, oh. If this was ever a thing in Mortal Kombat, Ash Williams as a as a possible DLC character. Oh yeah, definitely. And then that's gotta happen. It needs yeah. to happen. Please make it happen. Make Ash a DLC DLC character for Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, definitely. I'm down for that. But um, yeah. after he shoots her a few times, we get the famous line, "I'll swallow your soul." I'm get some. <laughs> and then. But- Telling you this movie, some of the best one-liners I've ever heard. Yes, I think this movie has the best one-liners. Like, like if you really think about it, like you, you like you hear some of these one-liners. Like, obviously, the line "I'll swallow your soul" that's been mentioned before in the in the second movie, and then you get, and then but that's brought up, but that's brought up in this movie. Then you got Boomstick, which in my opinion, and which in my opinion is the best one liar in this move in this movie, in my opinion. This is my boomstick. Yeah, so iconic, dude. Yeah, it's so good. And then he uh he fights the lady some more, finally kills her, and then we hear uh Ash monologue. Sure, mm-hmm. I could have stayed in the past, may even could have been king, but in my own way. I am king. He just grabs the girl. He just goes, hell the king, baby. And then he start kissing. Yep. Then the credits and start. <laughs> credits start rolling. That's how. Now that's how you end a. Now that's how you end a film like that. A B movie. B movie film. So good, dude. <laughs> oh, that is. Oh, man. That is. That. That is so. That is good. Now. um, That's the end of the movie. That's literally the end of the movie. And. But what it's worth, it's it's still good. It's good. But I heard when this first came out, uh, excuse me, when this when it first came out, uh, a lot of people said the film de- was deviated from the first two movies because of the tone. Like, did you mm-hmm. did you like catch on to that too? But didn't really matter. 
every time I've watched it, I always got the sense like, okay, we're we're kind of taking a a direction away from the horror, which I'm okay, I'm okay with. I mean, you know, like each movie tried something different. It's like the first one was just you know straight horror. It's like okay, number two was keep the horror element in there. But let's add some more comedy into it a little bit, you know. And then three has, you know, then three was just kind of like you know an action, an action, silly adventure kind of thing, which I think it worked. I mean, I thought it fit the theme. I thought it worked very well. It worked very well, and uh, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people who gave gave the reviews, who put out the reviews for this, saying that, oh, this is like, oh, oh, it's oh, this is this film is way different. I feel like I feel like they're I say that I say in my opinion, some of the critics are wrong on this one, saying that oh, oh, this movie, this this movie is so different from this one. It's it's not that good. I mean, I seen this movie. I had fun with this movie. This movie was a lot of fun. Yes, it's different in tone, but at the same time, it works. If you really think about it, going off of what you said, it, the, each film took a different took a different aspect. Like first one is just more of a horror film. Second one, it's a, it's still a horror film. But 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 it was more comedic. Now this one, this third one is basically a. This is still horror and comedy, but it's a silly adventure movie. And it's the yeah. problem is with, with some of these people with, with some people uh, giving reviews on this third movie. I think it's just they they don't really turn their disbelief off, in my opinion. Don't you think? Yeah, and I, I to tell you the truth, I think you, you could use that for like. People who go to theaters today to watch movies, I think the problem that we're facing right now is that people today are putting out their expectation levels mm-hmm. way too high, so they don't enjoy yeah. the movie for what it is. It's like, this movie did not reach the expectations. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, even give it a chance. Like, if Army of Darkness had came out today... It would have bombed, in my opinion. I don't think people would have liked it if it came out today. Yeah, I don't think people would have liked it when it came out to if it came out today. I'm actually glad it came out in the 90s. I'm glad it came out in the 90s because the 90s. Let's just say the 90s got pretty popular with some of their with some of their movies. But um, oh yeah, but other than that, like other than that, I say as a B movie, this is a B movie. This is a a, a supernatural B movie, typical B movie action film there's gonna be there's a lot of cheesy there's a lot of cheese in that movie and it for the for the most part it's so it's it works it it works so well people remember it for what for, for yeah. what it is like it's not like a bad cheesiness like this one like it's it's cheesy in the best way imaginable you know mm-hmm. yeah it's cheesy in the best way imaginable but at the same time it works like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell really put their hearts into this into this into these movies, and those oh, movies became popular for that for, for a reason. And look where they are right now. Like without those movies, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, they would have they 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 wouldn't they wouldn't exist if those no. movies were never made. They wouldn't have had the careers that they've had if it weren't for the for if it weren't for these movies, like. This movie, one of the things I know, like this movie, in my opinion, showed that Bruce Campbell can be a lead actor in a, in a movie. Like, yeah, if you, there if any doubt that Bruce could couldn't be a lead man? Just have anyone watch this movie. Like, he stole the show the entire runtime. 
Like he's an amazing, uh, he's an amazing lead actor. He is. I think he's underrated. He's up there with uh, Kurt Russell as as two of the most underrated uh, actors, in my opinion. I would definitely agree with that. And speaking of Bruce, um, another thing I wanted to share with you is that uh, um, the scars that you see on his face throughout the movie, those are real scar injuries that he got from making the movie. Oh, really? like fight scenes and stuff he got hurt like several times because he did his own stunts in this movie right i, I think so i i'm pretty sure a good majority of them but all the scars and cuts that you see on his face those are real they're not like they're not makeup no but uh, I, it, but it adds but it, it fits so well it's like you think it's it's ma- actual makeup but no it's real those are actual scars and uh, yeah. there's probably a couple of other actors who had similar had a similar had similar events like this too. Uh, um, Harrison Ford, for example, like do you remember the scar on his cheek, on his cheek yeah. in Indiana Jones? Harrison Ford's got that scar. Yep. Like that was actually from a, from an accident that he had. I forgot what type of accident it was, but in the third movie, third Indiana Jones movie, like when uh, River Phoenix played uh, young Indiana Jones, where he hit himself with the face with the whip you get the yep. scar that's like a good little hidden deep nice little hidden detail and continuity yep. too because what we know with harrison ford how he got his scar was from that crash or that accident that he had yeah and our thing i thought was pretty cool was that um bruce campbell got married not long before the shoot for army of darkness started uh he married his wife, um, Ida uh, Giron, I think so you say her name. Uh, they got married in 1992, I think, uh, 92 or 91, I, I believe. But they got married not long before the movie started. And Ida, yeah, yeah. And Ida was uh, in the camp, Bruce's, uh, that was Bruce Campbell's second wife, I believe. Yeah, his second wife, yeah. Um, but yeah, they got married not long before the Evil Dead Army of Darkness shoot started, and they worked together on, on Army of Darkness. Uh, she worked in the costume department, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's so I, pretty cool too. Like the costume, uh, like I'll admit, like come on, the costumes top tier in this movie. Oh, they are one hundred, like one hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Oh yes, and I and also um I also found out about Sam Raimi like. I, Sam Raimi was also um, one of the editors for this movie as well. But the thing was, here's the thing: he he credited himself as Rock Sandstorm. Oh, really? Yeah, he That's credited funny. himself as Rock Sandstorm. Yeah, but I honestly have no idea what Sam Raimi's gonna do next, movie-wise. I heard there's talks that he's gonna direct a Spider-Man Four with Tobey Maguire. Which I would want to see. Like, yes. I want that. I'll go take yes. my mind. I, I, that would be good. That would be awesome. Because think about it. Like, we almost got it. We almost got Spider-Man 4. But unfortunately, the uh, the executives over at Zony Pictures really, really p- put so much pressure on Sam Raimi. He left the movie. And yeah. not only him, but also, but also Tobey Maguire as well. Yeah, well, I mean... 
Sony forced Sam Raimi to put Venom in Spider-Man 3. He never wanted to do anything with Venom. Spider-Man 3 originally was supposed to be like Sam they- going to be the main villain, and he was going to wrap up Harry's story in that one as well. But then the, the yeah. Sony forced to put Venom in it because they wanted to sell more toys. So he had to rewrite mm-hmm. the story yeah, with Venom in it. And then, in my opinion, he still made it work. Yeah. I guess due to all the hate that he got for number three at the time, he backed out from making number four, which mm-hmm. of sounded really promising because I heard that they uh Bruce Campbell was going to play Mysterio. Yes, that's the rumor. That was the rumor because and uh, was- all the, ca- the cameos that Bruce Campbell appeared in, like uh, yeah, I was like he was the announcer to... guy in the first one where uh, Spider-Man was going up against uh, uh, Randy Saul. Savage, the WWE wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Bone Saw. <laughs> and then the, the second time around, he played this usher who drops his line, who drops his illusion line, which would connect to Mysterio. And then the third time, he plays this uh, yeah. this waiter, and those were his cameos. But I think it was the second film. Where the idea of Bruce Campbell being Mysterio was was hinted. Yeah, and then they were also the movie was going to introduce John Malkovich as Vulture, Vulture. which I thought would have been. And then Anne Hathaway, funny enough, was cast to play uh, Black Cat. Yeah, and which is don't worry, don't worry. she played she played another she played another good cat lady too. Catwoman in Batman The Dark Knight Rises, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh yeah. And um and then there was but the but the but the but the final nail in the coffin was uh the lizard. Yeah, um because they were setting up um Dr. Connors like all throughout the previous films, like he made appearances in all three movies, I'm pretty sure. Not the first one, I don't think. Yeah, actually well actually it was a second and third movie. He wasn't in the first I, I didn't see him in the first movie. No, like he was in the second and third, like they were setting him up, but we never got to see that. I feel like if they'd no, done like a IVP might have been a threat. I don't know. But no, but like he was just a pretty good professor. Like for uh, for all the for the, the last three Spider-Man movies with Tony McGuire, like he seemed he he looked and sounded like a like a genuine professor. Yeah. Nothing evil. Yeah, exactly. Um but, but yeah, but that was like but that was like the final nail in the coffin for for the for the Spy, for Spider-Man 4. If this ever happened and if it goes through very well, we could possibly get that. Like but the thing is if that ever if that if that's gonna happen will it take place after the events of no way home i i think it should i think no way home should be kept canon no matter what because Mm -hmm. i think that movie like it literally reintroduced toby's spider-man and andrews and i did think they should make an amazing spider-man 3 at some point but but to get back on topic I still regard the Evil Dead trilogy as one of the greatest trilogies ever made. As yes, it's it's up there with the Back to the Future trilogy and the original Star Wars trilogy as well. Oh yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more on that. 
Um, and for anybody watching this who has who have not seen the Evil Dead movies, I highly recommend you watch all three of them. Like Mark, I highly recommend you go back and rewatch the first two. Yes, I will. My, go, I will go watch the first two movies. I, I will go watch yeah. the first two movies if I can find them. If, if I can find them, I mean, I don't have them on DVD, but um, I could probably find them somewhere. I could probably find them somewhere if it's on a streaming okay. service because Army of Darkness. I found it on Amazon. <laughs> Army of Dark, Army of Darkness, which I am so thankful I was able to watch that on Amazon, because I want because because right even before I wanted to do this, right before I wanted to collab with you, I want to talk about a movie with you. I was like, okay, I, I want to talk about about a movie. I want to talk about this movie that he will definitely like. And Army of Darkness came to my mind. I was like, well, he 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 has seen this movie. Plus, you mentioned your um Ash Williams cosplay that you dressed up like. Yep. Like in your previous episode, in one of your episodes, you mentioned you dressed up as Ash Williams, and I'm just like, okay, I'll talk about Evil Dead, but it's going to be the third one. I want to talk about the third one, <laughs> right? And this was, I'm very happy that we got to talk about this movie. I think it was the perfect choice of a movie to talk about, and glad I was given this awesome chance to really express how much I love this movie. So thanks for that. Yeah, Mark. and I thought it would be, and I thought it would be a nice welcome return too. And with, with Evil Dead, the Evil Dead movies, going back to that, I mean, it's amazing. It's literally amazing. And and this is one. This is literally one of your favorite movies. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but it's definitely one of my favorite trilogies. Like if we're talking about the trilogy as a whole. It's one of my favorite trilogies, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love these movies to death, and they're a must-watch for me as, as around mm-hmm. the fall season. They're right; the, they're the perfect kind of scary movies to watch. Yeah, I I sure. like how um actually um I like how like like with the move with the success of these movies and and the of course the TV show, um I like how elements of Evil Dead were put into um I would say I would. Most notably, Doctor Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, because like when you watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, there are there are a few callbacks to his move to his movies, to Sam Raimi's movies. Most notably from Evil Dead, like like where where uh, where uh, Bruce Campbell, who's piece of pop up, beats himself up, like in the second movie, the the dead, the corpse. Remember that corpse? Remember um uh. A zombie strange comes back from the dead i think that's i believe that's another reference to evil dead oh yes yes army of darkness when ash's evil doppelganger came back to life and then there's probably another there's probably a couple of others too but uh that's that's the only oh oh, oh wait 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 could it mm. i want to say the scarlet witch as well when um she was possess when she was possessing her very her own variant mm-hmm. because the success of Evil Dead, it, like you get, you get these callbacks. You get, you get the. This is one of those films where you get callbacks to to Evil Dead movie because Sam Raimi got his start with those movies, and look where he mm-hmm. is right now. He would not have the career that he had without the Evil Dead movies. Everybody has their starting point, and he always remembered his roots and where he came from. Yeah, our- he remembered his roots very well. I mean, say what you will about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and the direction they were going with for Marvel, but 
But when you have Sam Raimi on board as your director, you know where you you know where you're getting. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Like with Raimi, I I'm pretty sure everything that Raimi has been involved with have all been cool in their own way. I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever really done anything bad. Anything he's involved in, they're all cool and is like the guy has a huge passion for filmmaking, and you can really feel that when you watch the stuff that he's either directed or been involved with. They're oh yes, in yes. Own way. Yeah, he yeah he has his way, and Sam and looking back at the Evil Dead, at the looking back at the Evil Dead movies, including Army of Darkness, he really did well. He did he did a fantastic job with 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 his with his movies. Yeah, 100%. And the Evil Dead trilogy yeah. are examples of what a great filmmaker he is. So mm-hmm. so that's that That would definitely be a... I would say this would definitely be a wrap for this episode. Wow, that um, was a lot to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before you close this out, Mark, I just want to say personally thank you for inviting me back on the show again man i've missed this and it's always an it's always a pleasure to get to chat about films with you you're doing oh, a great yes, yes you're doing a great job with your show i'm I'm proud of you for keeping it going you're doing great yeah and uh hey you did a very good job with your with your shows too you did a very good job with your shows too and uh i i would love to see more and if you ever get the chance to uh bring it back i say you I say you should because it, it would be a fantastic opportunity to keep this going. Yeah, I'm in the middle of trying to get it up and running again. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, you should. I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, you should. Up. I mean, if yeah, if you got the time, if you have, the, if you get the time to do it, I say you should because because um, I know there's definitely a lot of people because I could definitely smell future crossovers come. I could definitely smell future crossovers coming coming in coming in between. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. It was an honor getting to chat about this movie. Yeah, you're wel- yeah, you're welcome. And um, also, and also, um, also to ask this question uh, to everybody who's listening, what did you guys think of Army of Darkness? Did you did you like the film? Have you seen the movie? Did did you think the movie was okay? I would like to hear your thoughts about this because yeah. I like this movie. Christian, you like this movie? Love this movie. I think it's just because the other three. Yeah, amazing movies. I definitely agree on that. But anyway, that will be a wrap on this episode. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. And I am Christian Taylor, a.k.a. DJ Apollo. Remember to watch movies and stay positive. And good night until next week.